Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 267. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week. As always, I'm joined by one of the marvelous members of the Blueprint Live Online team. This week, we are talking to Nicole, a new Blueprint Live Online instructor, new to the show, after having listened to this show as an MCAT test taker a little while ago. And we're going to talk about Nicole's strategy for breaking out of the content rut, because that's the biggest mistake that students make, is focusing on content. Before we jump in, though, I want you to go to mcatflashcards.com. Again, that's mcatflashcards.com. Sign up for a free Blueprint MCAT account and get access to their brand new spaced repetition flashcard platform with over 1,600 expertly crafted flashcards for you to learn from. So again, that's mcatflashcards.com. Let's go ahead and jump in, say hello to Nicole, and learn about her thoughts about mistakes that students make with the MCAT. Nicole, welcome to the MCAT podcast. Thanks for joining me, hanging out. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be talking to a new, and a newer, new to this show, and a newer Blueprint MCAT live online instructor. So congrats, I guess, first of all, on on scoring well (laughs) enough on the MCAT that Blueprint's like, yeah, you scored well enough. Now let's see if you can teach it as well. Thank Um, you, yes. (laughs) So let's, let's talk about your journey with the MCAT. The, the, the question I love to ask the newer instructors here on this show is, what is the biggest mistake you think students make when it comes to MCAT prep? I think the biggest mistake, and you'll probably hear lots of Blueprint instructors say this, is not enough practice and yeah. too much content review. I think I was definitely a little bit guilty of this in my own prep. Um, you know, I think it's a lot easier to do targeted review um, and to just like, you know, passively read through a textbook section. Um, it's a lot harder to actually put in that work to do your practice questions and do yeah. the hard reflection, whereas that's where you're actually going to see your score increases from. So um, I definitely say that's probably the easiest mistake to make yeah. when prepping. It, it doesn't bruise your ego when you're just reading books passively, as you mentioned, Precisely. right? But it, but it hurts my ego a lot going through these questions going, oh, I'm pretty dumb. I don't know any of this stuff anymore. <laughs> so that's yeah, definitely I mean, a hard I've one. T- I've taken the MCAT and sometimes, you know, when I'm working through questions still, you know, I have to, I have to go back and review things or, you yeah. know, I'll get a question wrong when I'm working through it. So it's, uh, <gasps> no. definitely, <laughs> yes, yes. You're yeah. MCAT instructors have to, I have to go back and review topics and concepts and, you know, 
where does like what is the glomerulus again um all the time so so when a a student is stuck in that rut of i don't want to move forward because i'm scared of the scores that i'll see i'm scared of answering questions and being told i'm wrong and i feel comfortable reading a book because I'm not getting feedback that I'm not smart, <laughs> that I'm that I can't remember this stuff. How do how is a student supposed to break out of that? I think it's really about how you view it, right? So I think a lot of students struggle with this of not wanting to take practice tests and not wanting to sit for practice tests because it's hard, it's not fun, it takes the whole day. Um, and I think it's really about adjusting your mindset from doing practice questions or taking practice tests, especially early to mid in your prep, it's not actually about the score. It's about the practice. It's about the act of getting used to sitting down and taking a really hard test for a whole day. And so in that sense, obviously, though, you don't want to get questions wrong. Every question that you get wrong is another tool that you can put in your toolbox. So especially early on, you really have to distance yourself from those actual scores or if you're tracking, you know, percentages when you're doing practice sections. You really have to dissociate that from a while and just trust that you're putting in the work and that you're going to get results because, you know, partway through my prep, for example, when I was taking blueprint practice tests, I had a five point score decrease at one point um, Uh in my prep, which when, you know, when you looked at when you did the average at the end, you know, it had was more of a plateau than really that dramatic of a decrease. But you have to be able to look at score plateaus or even decreases as you're prepping as just another hurdle that you're just going to keep pushing past with because you know that you're putting in the work by doing practice questions. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that you talked about kind of the the whole sitting for a while, just getting used to that even. I, I was doing mm-hmm. an Instagram live this morning and a student came on and, and she was very early on in her kind of pre-med MCAT journey. And she's mm-hmm. like, I, I've been trying to do a lot of research about this whole thing about the MCAT. And one thing that stood out to me was the sitting time, like the total sit, the seated time or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. It's like seven and a half hours uh, or, or so mm-hmm. of just being seated. And she's like, like, how do you how do you prepare for that? And I told her, like, just just like right, like the, the analogy that everyone uses, right, of running a marathon, mm-hmm. you train and blah, blah, blah. And and we got through the conversation. And at some point, I'm like, actually, what we need to to make, what I need to make is uh, pants for the MCAT that have a built-in, like, butt cushion. So uh, <laughs> literally on the Instagram Live, I went and registered the domain MCATpants.com. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna make some pants. They got a little butt cushion like you're a, a bicyclist. Um, and I want to count of how many domains you yeah, have. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a lot. Um, and, and compression socks built in uh, for, oh for your legs as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. mcatpants.com uh, coming soon. Yeah. I mean, and this is, this is how detailed you have to be in your prep, right? I, I talked to my students about this, like plan what you're going to eat, like eat, know yeah. something that's going to, you know, that's going to feel good. You know, when a, you're not super hungry because you're probably nervous, you know, something that's not going to upset your stomach, you know, don't wear pants that, you know, you get sweaty after you're sitting down for a couple hours. I yeah. was a big, uh, jeans for the MCAT proponent uh, yeah. for, that, <laughs> for that reason. And you have to, you know, thinking about those little details ahead of time are really important because it means that on test day that you're not stressing, you're not worried about the little things. So that way you can stay focused. So you're not uncomfortable. You're not hungry. You know, your stomach is nice and settled and doing great. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a student once, I, I was talking with her about her schedule, her plan for the MCAT. 
And mm-hmm. I asked her, I, I asked her, what are you going to eat on, on your day? And she's like, I'm going to have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch. And I said, when's the last time you ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? She goes, I don't know. I'm like, think about that, right? Why would you risk potentially, right? Super benign sandwich that every kid grows up on. Why would you risk that all of a sudden, like that's not going to sit right because you haven't had it in forever or whatever. Like yeah. that's the the level of detail that I, I hope everyone can get to. Uh, by listening to us say that you should get there and think through these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plan ahead the small details. For sure. Plan ahead the small details and go check out mcatpants.com. Um, <laughs> no. So so talk about the, the transition for you from obviously uh, being a good MCAT test taker, because to be an MCAT, uh, Blueprint MCAT live online instructor, you have to score pretty high. Um, and then you have to prove that you can teach the stuff as well. <laughs> Talk about that transition from, oh, I can do it. Like I, I took the test. I scored well. From how do I get that out of my head to help other people? Yeah, I think one of the things is, one, I was lucky that I think I was very analytic in my own prep about the way I approach things. So I think in some sense, a lot of the things that I've learned from Blueprint and a lot of the tricks I've picked up from Blueprint instructors, I was already doing on my own because I had done so much research and listening to resources like the MCAT podcast while I was studying um, to really build up those strategies. So I think I had some of that already in my back pocket, but a lot of it um, at at Blueprint, we talk about a lot, um, something called minding the expert gap. Um, which is that ability to really break something down um, and put it into small pieces such that anybody, um, you know, I guess in the context of MCAT prep could understand a concept that you're working through. So I think it's practicing how to break things down. Um, And luckily with Blueprint, we're also always working with co-instructors, primary and secondary as well. So it's nice to have other people to bounce your ideas off of or say, you know, oh, how would you explain this? So I think it's a lot of watching and learning through our training process. Um, Then I've also, I also do have teachers experience. So I think it's something that I've always, I guess, kind of naturally enjoyed. So I like to think maybe yeah. I had a little bit of extra going in, but it's definitely a skill that you have to keep building as a teacher. Yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. awesome. And then when it comes to Blueprint Live Online, a, a lot of students will will mm-hmm. say like, uh, especially when they're going and they know I'm going to take a course, they look at Blueprint, they look at uh, the just regular online course, which doesn't include the live instruction or they have the mm-hmm. live online. Um, who do you think needs or uh, responds best to live online instruction? Yeah, I think two of the biggest benefits of live online are like accountability and community. Mm. So when you have the other people in your class who you can rely on, you can be hanging out with in the chat. Um, A lot of classes now, we also have our own Discord channel. So there's a lot of, it's not just about your in-class time. It's also about having a community of other people who are going through the same things as you. Um, I think that, like I said, that, level of showing up for class at the same time each week and being able to build a relationship with your instructor and like and have someone who can be that point person for you, you know, consistent person to email. Um, and in class, um, this is something that I actually didn't even realize before I start. A lot of the class discussion is not just focused on content. Everything is practice, 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 right? Cause that's always, as we say, blueprint practice is what earns you point for every, you know, there, we have done an analysis and calculations out there, you know, how many points your score improves per practice question. Yeah that you do. And it's really what drives score increases. So a lot of our discussions in class are centered around strategy and test taking tips and everything like that. So especially if you feel like you're a person who's 
not sure how to tackle things on that strategy and reflection side of things, I think live online is really, really helpful for that. Because not only can you get your questions answered live and that the lecture is going to be is tailored in terms of what questions we do based on what who. Um, what the people who are attending class that day's interests are. I think having that strategy talk is really, really valuable for students. Yeah, that, that's huge. And, and I think something, um, the, the live online course is not just content review. It's how do you apply that knowledge and skills. The content review is like a side hustle yeah. of, of live online. It's a side effect of sometimes you need content to answer questions. But yeah. a lot of times, spoiler alert, the MCAT is very... Um, critical thinking based, very analysis based. There's a billion passages on the MCAT. And that's because a ton of the information you need is from the passage. So it's it's less. It's you have to know that content, but if you don't know how to apply it, it doesn't do you any good. So that's that's. Yeah. So go so far as to say that's the whole test. Yeah. 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 The, the, the community part that you mentioned earlier is is huge and, and something we've talked about forever here on the MCAT podcast that yeah. uh, a lot of times uh, a study group is the best way to study for the MCAT. You have that small little community of people, you know, uh, maybe one person's good at cars, one person's good at psych social, one person's good at chem phys, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you don't need to spend money on that. So mm-hmm. again, finding a course uh, or finding a study group or whatever fits your mm-hmm. specific needs is great. So, mm-hmm. um, well, Nicole, I'm excited to dive into the diagnostic with you in our next episode, continuing mm-hmm. our breakdown of the Blueprint MCAT Diagnostic. Uh, again, when it comes to, uh, as we wrap up here, when it comes to students who are struggling to get out of this rut of content review and doing the practice questions and actually going through the motion of taking a full length and sitting there for hours, talk talk to the student who gets their diagnostic score back and it's a 485. And then they take their first full length and it's a 486. They take their second full length and it's a 487. And they're just not getting the scores that they think they should be getting. Maybe they have a really solid GPA, but just something's not adding up. What do you say to them? Yeah, I think it's like at that point, especially, you know, depending how far in somebody's prep they were, you know, if you've done a lot of content. Versus if you take if you took those practice tests, you know, over the course of two weeks, yeah, you're probably not going to see a lot of score increases. Um, But I think it's really time for reflection as to why you're not testing as well as you hope you would. Um, For a lot of students, testing anxiety is a huge thing, you know, whether that be on test day or while you're taking your practice tests as well. I think trying to step back and figure out how that's affecting you looking at, for example, maybe if you do a passage or a section in isolation. So let's say you just do a chem phys full practice session. If you're doing a lot better on those sections than you are when you actually sit down for the whole test, then maybe it's a stamina thing. Maybe you need to study for longer periods of time, or maybe you need to, when you're doing your day-to-day practice, you need to do two practice sections in a row. Maybe you're running out of time on sections and you've been doing your practice untimed. If you're at the beginning of your prep, you know, that might not be a big deal because untimed practice can be super valuable. Um, but you can see like thinking about like going through this thought process of you really have to keep track of your own data and really be a clear critical thinker because, you know, if you're studying for the MCAT, you know, you're either a college student or you're beyond that. Like you have done a lot of learning in your life. You've taken a lot of tests, you know yourself really well. And so I think you should really need to 
rely on that knowledge and trust that you can do that analysis and figure out. And if you're working with somebody, um, you know, with whether you have a study friend or whether you are working with a tutor at Blueprint, think always reaching out to others saying, hey, what like what worked for you? Did you go through this? Did you did you struggle? You know, what's a normal amount of, you know, what score increase should I be seeing at this point? Um yeah, so I think really taking that step back or if, also if there's other obligations in your life that maybe have been getting in the way, maybe you're stressing about because, you know, you have somebody dealing with a health issue in your family. Those things take a toll on you, and especially when you're being put in a high stress situation with testing, um, you know, those other stresses can kind of start leaking out from under the surface and affecting what's actually happening in your test in a way that you don't even feel or realize in the moment. But when you look back, you say, oh, wow, my score, like, you know, I had that score plateau for a while and it's because I had too much on my plate and I needed to drop something to focus more on MCAT prep for the next month, two months, for example. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's such an important part of this process is just constantly checking in, constantly trying to figure out, constantly um, just asking yourself, like, am I okay? Um, <laughs> am I doing what I need to be doing? Uh, just all of that stuff. It's so, so, so important. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited to jump in to uh, our next episode. Let's, let's go and hurry up and get to that. All right. All right. So there you have it. Again, that was Nicole, one of the Blueprint MCAT Live Online instructors. Remember, the Live Online course is 16 live classes with two MCAT instructors helping you integrate the information into the MCAT. It's not just classes where you go over content review. They are classes where you take the content that you've learned from all of the other amazing resources that Blueprint MCAT has to offer, and you learn how to integrate that information so that you can score higher on the MCAT. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com. They're live online course. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT podcast, where we'll continue our breakdown of the Blueprint MCAT half-length diagnostic. This is MedEd Media.